Hello there. I'm Jackie Pang, your host, and this is A Quiet Divorce, a modern tell-all about my personal divorce journey and how I rebuilt and got my life back. This podcast is for all women that has ever been in a relationship, marriage, or went through a divorce. I find the best way to learn is through another person's experience to better understand your own. Get inspired, find your strength, and learn how to use your voice to have a better relationship with your partner or simply yourself. So grab a seat and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back for another episode of A Quiet Divorce. So today we are gonna talk about finding your niche and what exactly does finding your niche even mean? You know, it simply means finding a specialized segment of the market for a particular product or service. And that's pretty wide and open of a door for us ladies to really explore what do we want to do? You know, when you think about divorce or you think about getting a divorce, one of the biggest concerns is how am I going to take care of myself? Will I be financially stable? That is one of the biggest factors. One of the biggest factors that even I had to consider when you think about getting a divorce or is divorce even an option because of your financial stability. Now, I'm sure we have all had a point in our life where we thought about what are we really good at doing and what is something I really enjoy doing for work as an actual job. Like the old saying goes, find something you enjoy doing and figure out a way to get paid for it. And my best advice to that is to start now. Don't wait to do something you love. It can start off as a hobby, but then soon start building your skills. Start building the idea, the concept, so one day it can actually be a business. It becomes your reality. For example, if you like to sew, you like to make your own clothing, for example, or you like to paint because you're an artist at heart, or you're really good at graphics and design, or you simply like to build things. Anything you enjoy doing. It could even be organizing stuff, organizing a closet. You can start a business organizing closets if that's something you enjoy doing. For me, it was always baking. I learned it was always baking. And you know, there is a market for almost anything that you can add value for someone else. You just have to figure out what that valuable thing is. You know, I had a friend once that was the mother to three kids and her youngest was three years old at the time. She hadn't worked in years. And how could she with three kids, right? I mean, it's harder and harder for moms these days, nowadays, to be able to have a corporate job, a nine to five, while taking care of three little ones. Because you would have to find a babysitter, someone to take care of your child. That's very costly and it may not always be the best option for everyone and it certainly did not make sense for my friend. So one day we were having coffee and I asked her to help me write like a little note on a birthday card 
because I just really just didn't like my own handwriting. And I asked for her help. She did it. And when she handed me back the card, her print and cursive was so, so beautiful that I actually told her right then and there, you should create a business writing cards or anything using your beautiful handwriting for someone else. It could be wedding planning, it could be invitations, place cards, anything. You could create your own schedule and even add calligraphy to it. So within a year, after we talked, she started a calligraphy business service and she focused on wedding invitations. That's her niche. She figured out how to tap into the market, find her niche, and started to get paid for something she was doing for free before. Amazing, right? But then, how does one even do that? You must be thinking, in the midst of a divorce, adjusting to a new life, co-parenting, when you have kids, and just simply not knowing where to start. I think the best time to start is now, really. Don't wait for the perfect time, because there is no perfect time or for a particular situation to happen. Start the process now, ladies. And if that means just coming up with a business plan, testing a product, or starting small and just seeing where it goes, just start now and give it a try. I would say the first step is your thoughts and ideas about what you wanna do. I would recommend going back to pen and paper and start writing those ideas down so it's not just something you're simply talking about. It's a thought that can turn into an idea. And once you're able to write it down and get every part of that concept in full view, then you can clearly see where and how you can take the next steps to turning that thought, that idea, into a reality, into a business. So let's talk about me, for example, as I can speak about my own experience best. Back in 2014, I was going through marital troubles. I guess I just didn't know it though. So I sought to do other things. I sought to do other things that I enjoyed to distract myself. So I found joy in baking. I started with a batch of cookies, a couple batches of cupcakes for family and friends. As I did come from a baking background, My parents owned a French bakery back in Texas, so I grew up in the bakery. And I always loved pastries, croissants, and cookies. I mean, who doesn't, right? My dad made the best sugar cookies. Oh, they were so good. Till this day, I still cannot figure out his recipe or replicate it, but I do remember those sugar cookies. And my very first job was working in a bakery. But my dad never really taught me how to bake, per se. I mean, I would go there every weekend and help out as needed. And I would just watch my parents weigh, mix, and bake all these amazing cookies, cakes, and croissants. And all my sister and I did was eat them every day after school. So, cut to 2015, I started baking more and more and enjoyed being in the kitchen more and more. And it just was just natural to me. I could spend hours in the kitchen baking, cleaning, cooking. I didn't find it tiring or hard. It was actually just my favorite room in the house. I felt at ease when I was in the kitchen. So when you find you're most comfortable doing something or being in a particular area, ask yourself why and what could I do in my most comfortable, natural place? 
what could I do? What could I create here? So one day I was having yet another cup of coffee with another girlfriend and she suggested macarons to go with our coffee. I took one bite and I was not impressed. They didn't taste horrible, they just weren't very good and they were very sweet. So she actually suggested, well, why don't you go try to make them? Because you can bake anything, Jackie. I love a good challenge. So that was the day, the day I decided to make them myself. I could do better than this, I thought. So cut to one year later, I was baking them. I taught myself how to make it and I was confident enough to start selling them to friends and family. Little did I know that a hobby or my distraction could actually be a business. So the thoughts of starting a business, the idea of creating a business seemed doable. And that's when Sweet Burger was born. <laughs> a single thought at that point can turn into what will one day be something that you do, enjoy doing, and get paid for it. And it doesn't feel like work at all. That's when you know you found your thing, your niche, your specialty, is if you find something you enjoy doing and it doesn't feel like work. Now, the next step after that is you just have to figure out how to get them into people's hands. I started selling them to private events, weddings, and corporate events. And it was going well for four to five years. But then everything changed. I decided after my divorce, I was going to open a shop and really test my product, be an entrepreneur, since I was no longer working at the time. That seemed like the best opportunity to give it a try. I would never have thought I would open a brick or mortar, but I did. And I was really able to build relationships and make connections with my customer. And even though I do not have my shop anymore, the lessons I learned and the business tactics I have now can only help any future endeavors or opportunities. Things always change. So the main reason I don't have my shop anymore is COVID. COVID happened and we all have to adjust and pivot, right? But it's funny, the opportunities that come to you that force you to kind of reevaluate your product and maybe make it even better the second time around. It's funny the things you can do and accomplish if you really want it. You know, lastly, let's talk about a kind of trade-off, another kind of trade-off, because there is a cost or price for everything, right? When I started baking macarons, I didn't have much support. My ex never really supported my baking as much as I wish he would. So I was never really able to give it 100% of my time or even close to 100%. So that's the trade-off. Sometimes the trade-off is simply time. What do you have to give up in order to get the things you want? Get more time to put into a business, for example. That is a very personal consideration and you just have to really think about how much do you really want it and how much does it mean to you, ladies? What do you have to trade off to get what you want? And is it worth it? And I'm telling you, if it will ultimately make you happy and fulfill yourself, then it's worth it. So figure out what the trade-off is and make the trade. My very own trade-off has always been time. 
I no longer have my shop, but I wanted to keep baking, keep making desserts, so I kept up my skills and decided to pivot into another segment of baking, and that is food photography. I decided to learn another part of the food business and added another skill set to my own resume. But how did I do this? And how did I learn to pivot? Let's chat more next week, ladies, and more on how to pivot and new opportunities. So keep searching, keep building, and until next week, bye for now.